Hello and welcome to the Connected Generation. My name is Nikia Anani and I am your host. Here on the Connected Generation, we explore all things legacy businesses and legacy wealth, how to build businesses and wealth that would outlive the founder and have sustained impact not only over time, but also over space. And the Connected Generation is a safe space. It's a place of curiosity. It's a place of authenticity. It's a place of vulnerability where we invite guests from all over the world to share on their journey towards legacy wealth, to share as expert teachers, to share as advisors on the complexities of wealth transition and wealth transformation. This week, there's no guest. You've got me. I have started a series a few months ago, just unpacking themes from my latest book, Lifetime to Legacy. And so it's just me with you this week. And summer is over. (laughs) And I'm quite nostalgic. I had an incredible summer reconnecting with both nuclear and extended family and right at the end of our summer we traveled for vacation which was much needed and now I'm back to life and back to reality and before we get into this week's theme and I just wanted to say a huge thank you um, to you guys a lot of you have reached out to me and been sharing the book on Instagram and LinkedIn and buying copies for friends and family and giving incredible feedback to me about the book. And I'm so, so, so grateful. I see the emails, the WhatsApps. Thank you. I would just like to ask for just one thing. If you could leave a rating and review on Amazon, Um, It boosts the visibility of the book and it will bless more people. So I'd really appreciate that. And if you're like, what book? What are you talking about? (laughs) You can head over to www.nikeanani forward slash book. There, there's a video of my newest book, Lifetime to Legacy, which explains more on what, what it's about. Also there, there are sample chapters, which you can read for free, as well as a link to where you can get yourself a copy So today I'll be talking about how to be an effective change champion as a next gen. And I find that um, I'm a next gen myself. I'm a second generation business owner. And I find that when I meet another next gen from wherever they are from, wherever in the world, typically face this common challenge. And before we tackle it, I want to take a step back and explain why being able to champion change is so fundamental and why it's so important. I am of the strong opinion that it is insufficient for families to focus on protecting the future of their businesses. Instead, families should also think about how can we create the business of the future. What does that mean? It sounds like a great lyric bite, doesn't it? But let me unpack Because I think fundamentals to this assumption that we should just focus on protecting the future of the business is that everything will remain the same. The external environment will remain the same. And all we need to worry about is how do we move the enterprise into the future, i.e. the only variable we have is time. And that is far from the truth, right? Family enterprises face so many unknown and known variables 
that affect both their internal environments as well as their external environments. And just thinking through these variables in the external environments, this, these can be technological change with disruption, political change, social issues, and regulatory issues as well. And so these all mean that it is insufficient to focus on just transitioning the enterprise over time. We must also focus on transforming it such that it is future relevant and does not become obsolete. And what can this transformation look like? It can look like a change in strategy. So for instance, setting up new product or service lines, expanding geographically, making new investments, or even divestments, right? It can be a change in scope, driving technological change throughout the existing operating enterprise, driving sustainability measures. It can also be a change in structure, driving structural changes such as setting up a family office or introducing governance bodies like a board of directors for the family business or the family office or a family council. And a rookie mistake that I find a lot of next gens make is that to think that this transformation has to happen by a revolution rather than an evolution. And I've spoken about this before, but I'd like to just highlight this again and explain. So you see, family enterprises are subject to a lot of change as they navigate a generational transition, handing over the reins from the founders to the next generation. And an example of an evolution was the French Revolution um, in the 18th century that led to a complete drastic change in the relationship between rulers and subjects, redefining the nature of political power in France. You see, revolutions are sudden and drastic. Evolutions are slow and gradual. Revolutions are risky. Evolutions are more stable. And the truth is that the speed of change does not necessarily determine the size of impact. I would argue that evolutions lead to greater positive impact as the risk of failure is significantly lower than revolutions. So a common revolution that we often see in the industry is the founder transitions, um, passes away and siblings now have power. But because they've had very little experience working together, they've not gotten into the rhythm and groove of an effective partnership. In this infantile baby stage of their partnership, they then pursue all these revolutions, this drastic change. Let's change strategic direction of the business. Let's change all the advisors. And it's very risky as it can not only disrupt the enterprise, but it can also have huge ramifications for the family dynamics and relationships. So my plea to you is to pursue an evolution where we see a gradual transfer of power from the first to the second generation, where siblings gradually enjoy increased power, authority and influence during the life of the, of, of the founder, where siblings intentionally seek to develop their partnership rather than just remain merely as siblings, as this team 
Partnership formation takes time, it takes practice and intentionality. And I'll be speaking more about this on my next solo episode in about a month's time. So you want to be looking out for that. So expectation setting, folks. Let's focus on evolutions, not revolutions. From my experience, both um, personal and professional, I find that the easy part is identifying the what, i.e. what needs transforming. Is it the strategy? Is it the scope? Or is it the structure, right? The hard part is knowing the how. (laughs) The actual strategy and tactics to submit your ideas, knowing when is a good time and when it's not, how you'll be taken seriously, and how to influence a wide range of stakeholders. A common scenario I often face is that I'm often approached by a very frustrated next gen. Perhaps he or she's been working alongside their boss parent for several years and is overwhelmed as he or she may have been pushing forward new ideas and it's met with deaf ears. It's met with resistance or sometimes there's full blown conflict within the family enterprise. And the next gen may feel pushed to a wall where they feel like they're about to walk away, as it's apparent that the founder just won't let go of the business. And it's like the business is the founder's first love and the next gen just can't complete. (laughs) It's hard, I know. This often feels like a rejection of one's person as what we would love to do as next gens is add all that we know from our professions our education, world experiences to see that the business remains future relevant. It's like next gen seems to have this sixth sense to want to transform the business with urgency. But it's really key to understand that this is not personal at all. And it's key that you need to build deep empathy for the founder, your parent. You see, that business is their baby. (laughs) Um, studies have shown that the same neural pathways that light up when a parent thinks of their baby are the same when an entrepreneur thinks of their business. And so I spoke about this in the last solo episode, and I'd recommend listening to it if you haven't heard that yet. That was episode 129. The thought of pulling away from this baby that the founder has carefully nurtured can create a lot of anxiety. It's like when parents give their children away, to start their new lives with their, with their life partners. It can be so painful for them. So having deep empathy is key. And that's not to justify the founder's kind of inclination to want to stay the same. That's not the case at all. But it's key to build this understanding. My One of my favorite quotes is by Stephen Covey. Seek to understand and then to be understood. When you can understand, you can then communicate in a way that you would be understood. So empathy acts like a superpower. And the key is so that it changes, one, your language. For you to move away from being a critic to being a catalyst for change. And two, empathy changes your approach. So that when you're submitting your ideas, you're submitting your ideas as a business partner not submitting your ideas as a child, right? You're able to highlight the areas and benefits that are key and crucial to the founder. Again, like I said, this will move you 
away from being positioned as a child in their eyes to being positioned as a business partner. Often when I consult with Next Gen, there's this huge aha moment. Like, yes, I need to move from child to business partner in my dad or mom's eyes. But often that aha moment is quickly accompanied by fear, like, which is quite similar to imposter syndrome. Like, do I actually have what it takes to take this enterprise into the future? And this reluctance or reticence, it presents a challenge for intergenerational leadership and can make the next gen stuck, unable to take action to actually change one's language and approach and influence um, different stakeholders so that we can see change being championed throughout the enterprise. And it reminds me, um, a couple of years ago, my husband and I, we saw Fela and the Kalakota Queens, um, an amazing show which chronicled the life of Fela Anikolapo Kuti, who was a Nigerian musician, may his soul rest in peace. He was also a political activist and he had 28 wives. <laughs> and so I remember it was this live musical and I was captivated by the music, the wardrobe, the lighting and the actors on stage. And it was so well coordinated and the actors brought the characters to life and really it was so entertaining. And I remember after the show, I peeked backstage and I saw that so many people were behind the scenes. And yet these people, they contributed towards this amazing onstage production. And I had this huge aha moment that whilst those that were working backstage were critical in ensuring the successful running of the show, they were not substitutable for those working on stage. So for if, for instance, the director were to suggest that sound technician, you are going to be on stage and you're playing Fela, the lead actor, the sound technician will probably be like, my goodness me, plagued by anxiety. Am I good enough to play this role without any practice? And I had this huge aha moment and realized that intergenerational leadership in family enterprises has similar parallels. Many next gens feel like they're currently backstage, but there's this constant underlying fear and anxiety that they'll be thrusted front stage with minimal notice. But what many next gens want is to master their leadership through repeated rehearsing. And so many of you desire experience and structured learning to build up that confidence for the front stage. And this confidence is necessary to own the stage gracefully, to work the stage, to articulate your points gracefully and persuade. But the challenge you may be facing is that your parents, the founders, are typically not ones for structure. They typically make decisions based on intuition not on data. They constantly get new ideas and their genius is in their heads and in their hearts, which makes it quite difficult as a next gen, as you may be observing decisions being made, but not necessarily understanding the process through which the founder goes through in arriving at decisions. And it can make one feel quite insecure about one's potential to lead. And if this is you, Firstly, I just want to say that this is so normal. You can do this. It's very uncomfortable as you probably have 
a great desire for systems, for process and for structure. But I would say that we need a marriage between visionaries like your parents and integrators like yourself, folks that are sticklers for systems, processes and structure. Like I said, a huge way of transforming the enterprise is through structure. And we need this to co-build a legacy enterprise. So you're really important and you can do this. Secondly, I would say start banding together with your siblings. Start coalescing to form your united vision, values, mission, and submit your ideas as a united group to the elder gen. Start working together to understand your individual strengths and weaknesses, your interests and perspectives. Start defining your decision-making process as siblings. And I'll be talking more about this in the next solo episode. Thirdly, consider investing in getting a guide, right? A coach or a mentor that is well-versed in family business expertise to provide that very structured learning that you need. Structured learning in industry-specific skills, soft skills, a coach that can assist you with the siblings team formation, um, I coach and I mentor very select group of next gens and family enterprises from all over the world. So if you'd like to explore us working together, you can email me on na at nikeanani.com. I'll leave that in the show notes and we can arrange to have a conversation. As I I said, (laughs) our next solo conversations, I'll be talking more about siblings partnerships, which I'm really excited about. As always, please follow this podcast, please leave a review and share this episode with a friend that you know is keen on learning how to build legacy businesses and wealth. Thank you so much. As always, take good care and God bless you.